Everybody and welcome to the sports, sports, sports podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Palmville. And joining us as always is the sports outsider, Phil. We just like to start by saying congratulations to the Kaminsky Method for winning <laughs> yeah. best comedy at the Golden Gloves. It's a wonderful award. The Hollywood Foreign Press completely yep. on the up and up. They not in any way corrupt. I think they we, get us. We speak for the entire comedy community in saying finally. Right. Yes. And I know finally. that hit movie everyone saw, The Green Book. Uh, I'm glad that the Green Book won all those awards. And the favorite, you know, that movie about an old queen from the 1600s. Actually, I did see the favorite, and I really liked it. uh, uh, I actually saw the favorite, too. Um, I have to say, it was a uh, broad comedy with, (laughs) like, uh, it was actually really weird and funny. Yeah. But nobody saw it. What did it, yeah. Uh, no, but uh, what? But Olivia Coleman won. That was a win for comedians. Yeah, well, that's Proving true. once again that it's like, oh, if we act all solemn, all of a sudden you guys notice that we can act circles. Well, she's everybody. been in B- every BBC comedy for the past 20 oh, yeah. years. And she's crushed it. In she's all like, of them. like like the Husky so Jackson good. rule yeah. in America is like her rule in the This world. is a sports yeah. comedy podcast. <laughs> all right, I just wanted to get that all out there. Right. No, I'm yeah. glad yeah. I appreciate the Golden Globes recap. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. watch it. I don't really care for the I Golden Globes. I didn't watch it either. Yeah. Um, but, but I did see the favorite so i just i thought i should chime in wonderful sure. anyway, it's a sports comedy podcast yeah. for all comedians living in los angeles phil right. is a uh, sports outsider but you know what i am what is a spider-man into the spider-verse insider congratulations on best animated movie <laughs> in the golden Globes. actually i'm looking forward to seeing that it's I'm, so I'm, good okay. it's the best movie of the year so good all right. Have, you know how everybody's always tried to do the like, it's like a comic book on the screen and Ang Lee tried to do it with Hulk and it was a disaster. They nailed it on Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, right. Nailed it. All right. And uh, was it funny too? It was. It, it was good, funny, good, charming. Good, yeah. I mean, it was the guys that wrote uh, Clone High that wrote it. Oh, you serious? So, Lego movie. Miller. <laughs> Lego movie. You should have led Cloudy and the Chance of You should have said the... Lord and Miller project, the Lord and, and Miller Spider Man project, <laughs> yeah. we, and and and, I, and again a sports comedy podcast. Yeah. Sure, <laughs> we're currently hosting. Yeah, uh, trying to get the, the back on the rails a little bit. Sure, and sure. so we have a big time sports guest uh, today. Oh right, yeah. Good oh thing. yeah, good, good save today. But His you know what? Eminence. Yeah. Pope Francis. Right? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're, we're around the old campfires. The Vatican is trying to get their own track and field team in the Olympics. Well, they are their own country, and I think the smallest yeah. one, right? The yeah. smallest country? Then, yeah, because it's essentially just one gold-plated city, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Within Rome. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't honestly know, though, how it compares to... I, I will say, having visited both Monaco and the Vatican City, I'm pretty sure Monaco's bigger than the Vatican City. But yeah. I don't know about, like, San Marino. But still, it's, it's so extravagant. It's like Lady Gaga the Golden Globes, which congratulations <laughs> on winning Best Original Song, really got screwed out of I just wonder if though. the Swiss Guards will be eligible. Like, are they going to be right, Team yeah. Switzerland or are they going to be, you know, Team Vatican City? Don't they City? get to decide? Isn't that a... Or is my, it based on... My assumption... Each, each country does their own uh, determination of what... If you can play for their team, basically. I see. Yeah. Okay, my assumption is they're going to say, hey, anybody who's Catholic and create, like, this system of top-down pressure in every single parish around the world... <laughs> Yeah. Right. Just sort of like, do you really want to represent Ghana, or do you want to come play for the Vatican City? Oh soccer? no! Yeah, that's a, you that's sound a like sell. my mom talking to my <laughs> softball team. That's oh a really no! Good sell, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we have the Pope Francis on. Yeah, and yeah. we have a wide world of uh, weird, wide world of weird sports. We yeah, Let's you're, you're goddamn right. We, we have the Pope. 
The Pope yeah. is on the but show. But we also have a wide like, world of weird sports. The Pope will be sandwiched and, between news, 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 <laughs> right. and wide world of weird sports. Right. We'll have the Pope on. That's a Just plum time like, slot. That's yeah. what everybody wants on the show. Yeah, you get that. That's what everybody gets in the show, whether they want it or not. Right, because I like to think of wide world of sports like the denouement. That's something for like yeah. the super fans. Yeah. yeah. They, it's America's you know favorite segment. That's a fair point. And you kind of like come down off of the thing a little bit and like really learn about a sports thing. Yeah. Yeah. Proof yeah. that this is, in fact, a sports podcast. Sports comedy right. Sports pod. comedy podcast, but that there is some sports in there, you know? Right. Oh, sure. You look to at start it. with, Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update, brought to you by... Bentos, feel the rush in your mouth! Tim Tebow is engaged! Yay! Whoa! Engaged in controversy? Tim Tebow, this is a really big... <laughs> Don't pound the table, Joel. Jesus That's Christ. That's bad for audio. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it's worse for audio than Lady Gaga not winning Best Actress. Sorry. She is I don't know how you sweetheart. think gesticulating shows up <laughs> on an audio podcast. Hey, uh, want to hear the world's best segue ever? What? Yeah. Oh, but let's get back to the story about somebody pounding something else. Nope, that was terrible. What? <laughs> Tim Tebow is engaged. Hey. Yeah. Subheadline, 404 air, page not found. ChristianMingle.com crashes. Uh-oh. <gasps> Sub subheadline searches for super filthy porn up 350%. Uh-oh. It Speaking took, of the favorite, am I right, were, Joel? Right, yeah. They were doing so well. And then, yeah. It took years, but scientists have now answered the question, how long can man go on hand jobs alone? Speaking of the favorite, am I right, Joel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Timothy Richard Tebow is officially off the dating market. All right. He's a former NFL quarterback, a current New York Mets celebrity minor leaguer, mm -hmm. part-time SEC network analyst, and future host of CBS's Million Dollar Mile. Stop, says Tebow's soon-to-be father-in-law. You had me at virgin. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Tebow announced uh, the news on his Instagram account on Thursday that he and his girlfriend are engaged. Johnny Manziel stayed in bed staring at the picture for hours, fretting over the perfect reaction before smiling, nodding to himself, and commenting, eggplant emoji. There we go. That was oh, yeah. a, that's okay. very that's very fitting. Then he commented on his own comic, LOL, classic. Right? right? Yeah. Because no one else was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> They're all too scared, man. Right. Uh, the lucky woman who uh, bought the fresh off the lot Tebow without a test drive is mm -hmm. Demi Lee Nell Peters. Okay. It's a double hyphen it there on each last. Yeah. First Demi name and Lee Nell Peters. Yep. She's a former Miss South Africa and Miss Universe, the latter of which she won by bypassing Miss Galaxy altogether. Oof. <laughs> Tebow posted several photos from the happy event, which happened on Wednesday at his family's farm outside Jacksonville, Florida. And because it's Tim Tebow, I'm going to say that sounds beautiful and totally mean it. Right? Yeah. 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 In an ironic way. Normally, you might hear farm outside of Jacksonville and go, Ugh. Yeah, because then they're like, hey, get your hands out of the pig slop and come marry me. <laughs> Yeah, that's what most. That's of the what people think. Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. They think that. Yep. yep. Uh, the Instagram post was Tim Tebow saying, "Thank you for saying yes and making me the happiest man in the world. You will never see any man in the entire country love you as much as I will love you the rest of my life. You will never see a man love the rest of my family as much as I will love them the rest of my life. And you will never see a couple more in love than we will be the rest of our lives." Woo! Gator football. 
football. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that was. That was his uh, his famous yeah. promise speech he gave after they lost to Mississippi. Yeah, the oh, year they would go on to win the national title. I was gonna say I thought it was a little aggressive. Yeah. For a, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> he basically just said thanks for saying yes. I can't wait to spend the rest of my life with you. Right, like in real life, I, I my I can't wait to have sex for the first time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so he was saying so so happy about it. I am so sick. Of hand jobs. Right. She's like, she's like, you're so sick of hand jobs, <laughs> right? Was, yeah, I'm a lady. So hard to wait this long, <laughs> right? Uh, Tebow took uh, great care care in planning his proposal, and he shared all the details with people, the magazine, not the species. <laughs> he flew Nell Peters' family and several uh, friends in from South Africa so they could witness the proposal and celebrate afterwards. He mm-hmm. picked a spot on the farm for his proposal and had a bench built with the date they met engraved on the front. He even created a detailed cover story so she wouldn't suspect a thing. Mm. He told her they were going to his family's farm to have a belated Christmas dinner. And in case she noticed any nervousness, he said uh, they were surprising his dad with a new truck. Tebow even Mm. borrowed a truck from a local dealership to completely sell the story. (laughs) So hot college recruits are still getting free cars. (laughs) Ten years after the fact. Dealerships still playing ball. Uh, once she said yes, uh, uh, we took her out to a bench, the bench, right, with the name. He, he right. talked about the relationship for a few minutes. Probably said the thing about, you know, I'm really starting to think about sex as like a thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Then he took out the ring. It's a seven, uh, seven and a quarter carat diamond solitaire. Got, got down on no one idea knee. What, he couldn't just pop it up to eight? <laughs> right. Come on. We were all thinking. Uh, it was the bloodiest diamond he could find. Well, I could have, well, it's South African, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. you know. Yeah, so I've I've always heard that uh, people in South Africa are like racist Australians. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've I've heard that too. Yeah. Uh, From one, Trevor Noah's book, I believe. <laughs> yeah. Once she said yes, her family came out to surprise her, but there was one more surprise in store. Tebow had South African singer Matthew Mole come out and sing the couple's favorite song, the wedding song. Mm. By vitamin C? No, that's a graduation, graduation song. song, yeah. I guess it would have been too much to ask that Tim Tebow would have an interesting song. Is <laughs> Wait, the wedding song? Is that like just Pachelbel's Canon in D? Isn't that the wedding song? I think this is a hit Should be. That's somewhere a good song. else. Oh, it's probably yeah, like I a think country so. song. No, isn't it the the Jason Mraz one? I'm trying to think about all of the songs that I hate that I know I'm going to hear when I go to a wedding. Uh, we tried to avoid all of those at my wedding. Oh yeah, it was you guys like did purposefully tried to. Job. That's why we got uh, people dressed as wrestlers doing pop punk covers of '80s songs <laughs> as our wedding band. Right? It yeah. was it was great. It worked. Then they all went to church. <laughs> the end. Uh, Take me to church. I'm worship like a and dog. To make it's the and- sign of your life. News, news, news on the sports, sports, sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Clemson beats Alabama bad, but in aftermath, Tua Tungavaiola's dad probably beat him worse. Ooh. Subheadline, you're going to cry about how other people discipline their kids? I'll give you something to cry about. <laughs> that was uh, unexpected. Yeah. Uh, the headline? Clemson. Oh, yes. Clem- yeah, no, that's this true. This is the first time hearing of how the outcome of that game occurred. Yeah, no, so, Clemson uh, killed him. But I remember oh. last time we talked about it, you were like, Alabama yeah, well, I did by yeah. a whole lot. I texted Joel. So are you ready the- to apologize to our listeners? Yeah. Yeah, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, fine. I'm sorry, Zach. See, this is why you're never going to be a sports correspondent. Because <laughs> yeah. you're supposed to talk about how you were still right, even though you were wrong. Yeah. 
Uh, no, this, so this is an old story that we actually missed. But if it the, weren't for the millions of illegal immigrants exactly. running in and scoring touchdowns, <laughs> exactly. that game would have been an easy Alabama win. Uh, this is an old story that we missed, but in the aftermath of Clemson's unexpected demolition of Alabama, I feel like it's become timely again. Mm-hmm. So College Game Day is a show that even if it's, quote, not the same as it used to be, mm. is still appointment viewing for me on fall Saturdays. I really enjoy uh, College Game Day. You know, it starts at like 10 a.m. Eastern time. And at the end, I get all excited, and like someday I'm gonna be a dad. Hopefully, I'm gonna explain sure. to my child like what it meant when Lee Corso would put on a, a mascot helmet, <laughs> and it'll be like my dad trying to explain to me Carson doing stump the band. Oh, because <laughs> yeah. I'll just be like, wait, that was a bit, right? And then they just make up a song on the spot that doesn't. That was that was funny. That was entertainment. Uh, not really. <laughs> In hindsight, not really. Um, but basically, so college game day, there's a few programming traditions. Okay, you got pre-taped interviews of the coaches in that day's big clash who say nothing interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, you got a carefully curated showcase of the creative signs in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have trying to spot the most inappropriate signs in the crowd on your own. Yep, that's, that my, one. that's my favorite. Yeah, that's sure. everyone's favorite, right? <laughs> uh, perhaps the most time-honored tradition is the five to seven minute human interest segments that are explicitly designed to make men cry. Yep. Uh-oh. Yeah. Looks like you're about to cry just talking about it. Well, it's just defensive ends who came from nothing, who lost their father at a young age, yep. raised by their mom, and they got this offer to LSU. And now they're, like, they're going to college. They're a straight-A student. And you're like, this is it. And then their mom dies tragically their freshman year. And you're just like, oh, my God. Holy You know Jesus. what would be even sadder what? is if you could look 20 years in the future and do the, the retrospective of them where, where everyone's going to end up. Because they're going to have all brain damage. Oh, God. And they're going to be out of the NFL. They'll have been benched for three seasons. There's more uplifting ones, too. Like, there was there was a kicker at USC who was blind, and he was the backup kicker, and they what? brought him in to kick an extra you point. You can't have a blind kicker. <laughs> they did. Well, he wasn't, the, he wasn't starting. Well, no, that, I take that back. I saw Bird Box. I guess you can do a lot when you're not able to see. Uh, you know, the, the Purdue team this past year rallied around a fellow student who had terminal cancer and beat yeah. Ohio State. You know, these. so these are things they run. So on the championship game... Day of the sorry, the SEC championship games. So this is back okay. December first. All right. Well, uh, hang Al- on. Let me uh, allow Alabama's myself to Alabama's about put to my, play Georgia. Put myself in the mindset of where I was so long ago. Okay. So they're watch. So the champ- SEC championship game is coming up. Georgia versus Alabama, and ESPN ran a seemingly typical human interest story on Tua. Tunga Vailoa. Vi- oh, gosh, I can't do it. <laughs> I pronounced it perfectly. Uh, anyway, and his family. Uh, he was the backup quarterback at Alabama last year who came on in the second half of the college football championship game to help them win. And he was the best quarterback this past season, not named Kyler Murray. Okay. Okay. And he finally answered the question this year. Okay, but what if Nick Saban had a really good quarterback? Right. <laughs> and we found right. out that they'd lose in the national title <laughs> yeah. game. Uh, the story was titled, uh, Tatua Tungavaiola Ohana takes on a much different meaning. Mm. Ohana means family right. in Hawaiian, right? Yeah. So they're all from Hawaii. Ohana means family. And if you thought it'd be just another cute story about how rare it is from a, for a kid from Hawaii to get to an Alabama offer and how proud his family is of him, you'd be almost right. <laughs> First, we learned that uh, Tua is right dominant. He eats okay. right. He, he, he writes right. And his right. dad was the only lefty in the family. So his dad switched him to throw left-handed. Huh. Wow. Yeah. Well, hey, That's you know cool. what? That's smart. Not in fo- There's it- no advantage for a football quarterback in being left-handed. Well, they make it a little harder in the defenses. They're less familiar with But it's with not like he was trying to make him amstrodestrous. Well, you don't know he's going to switch gonna be a football the player. Dad said, the off chance that he's a baseball player, Jory, you make a few extra million dollars. I was the only lefty in the family. I felt like, okay, 
I'm going to make my son left-handed. Weird. That's the dad. That's so weird. This is something I joke about doing with my future hypothetical child who will be confused on the college game day tradition of Lee Corso putting on a mascot helmet, right? right? But it's just a joke. I'm not actually going to tie his right hand behind his back. Think. Well, no, not that, but you can like always hand stuff to their left hand. Well, I'm going to teach them how to humane ways I'm to get teach them how to switch hit, regardless right. of what they're. You know, yeah, you know, obviously. a friend of mine uh, taught their kid that like fruit is a dessert and that it's a treat, and they're like, if you eat all your things, then you'll get some strawberries. And they said that like the kid was super excited for dessert and would be like, fine, I'll eat the broccoli so that I can get a banana later. And then when she was like three, she found out that there was real dessert <laughs> and was pissed. And I feel like that's very that's similar. The, that's the problem with that yeah. plan. But anyway, so then it, then it goes on. Okay, that's a little weird. Uh, Tua says, if I didn't perform well in high school, perform the way I'm supposed to, I knew I'm going to get it after. Tom Rinaldi, the reporter on the piece, asked him to clarify, when you say I'm going to get it, just be clear about what you mean there. Tua said, well, just know the belt was involved and some other things were involved as well. It's always almost the same with school. If I don't get this grade, I'm going to have to suffer the consequences. Whoa. They, go, they cut to the dad who says, I was tough. He could go 15 for 15 with four touchdowns. But when he throws one pick, it's the worst game. The worst game. Then his dad laughed. Huh. His mother, really uncomfortable Diane, right confirmed this toughness, referring to the rules of their household as the belt and the Bible. Oh! Ooh. Was he like the, uh, the neighbor dad in uh, American Beauty? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything about how this dad raised his son screams football coach's dream. Sure. <laughs> Extreme respect of authority. <laughs> right. Yes, sir. No, sir. Uh, so then the whole piece, the human interest piece, which has seriously you- damaged mental health that you can take advantage of. Right. Bill they- S. Preston, Esquire's father. <laughs> they just blow right past that and go into him getting an offer from USC. But then an offer from Alabama comes in and two explains his dad's the decision maker in the family. So even if he wanted to go somewhere else, his dad chose Alabama. Sure. Wonder what it was about Alabama that his dad liked. <laughs> well, the whole family then moved to Alabama with him. They're He's probably like, no, 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 you don't have to move with me. It's okay. You don't have to. My Ohana can stay in uh, Hawaii. That's fine. In Alabama, I assume they encountered racism, intolerance, and sidewise glances about their parenting. Dude, your son's a Todd quarterback and you beat him with a belt? A Todd quarterback? That's fucked up. I mean, I'm making my son drink a jar of tobacco spit once just to teach him a lesson about dipping, but he's a backup O-line and D2. (laughs) Alabama, man. Uh, The piece had ukulele music, B-roll of Hawaiian beaches, and family all hanging out together, like hanging and singing. They just blow right by. Tom Rinaldi never pushes back on the fact that just goes, basically says, yep, my dad beats me. The dad's like, yep, I beat him. And they just continue going with the story. And they're like, ooh, somewhere over That's exactly how it was. In Tom Rinaldi's defense, I'm sure he heard it and thought to himself, Wow, that's not getting in the final piece. The piece was five <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. How do you not one? Do you, how do you not cut around that two? Yeah. Or was that the best version of this? Right. Was there a version <laughs> when he's just like uh, belt sander, right. uh, chair leg? One time, he, like, my eye cringe. literally popped out of my body, and my dad screamed at me until I popped it back in myself. <laughs> Broken light bulb. <laughs> over the rainbow. Like that was was that the best? Like it was just so messed. Up. A friend, uh, my friend back home, Andrew, told me about this. I almost didn't believe him until I YouTubed it. It's remarkable. I didn't watch college football that weekend because I was super depressed about the previous week's game for Michigan. But 
I just couldn't believe they just go right past it. And then back at the game day desk, there was some pushback. Yeah. Not much, but Desmond Howard said, after watching that feature and seeing his dad is, is the Hawaiian Joe Jackson, there's no way Alabama is going to lose to Georgia in the SEC championship because out comes the belt. Wow. Yeah. He was joking about it? Yes. Would you like to have Christmas on Christmas Island? <laughs> All Hawaiian songs are super chill. <laughs> Clemson law. Clemson beat Alabama 44-16, to shutting them out in the second half. It gets worse for Tua. He was 22 of 34 for 295 yards. He had two touchdowns, but two interceptions. Oh, that's not a great line. That means according to his dad, it's line. two worst games ever. Yeah, it's two worst games ever. But yeah, no, it's just un- the piece was unfucking believable. Didn't we already have the whole uh, people in football maybe aren't aren't dealing with uh, with child abuse like that correctly? Remember with uh, with Adrian Peterson? Yeah, that was yeah, like, we did. That was like four or five years ago, and that was only a switch, not yeah. a belt. Yeah, the belt you always have. The dad said the, the this was a one, the switch was a one time thing. Cut me a switch. You, you hit According your brother. According to his mom, sometimes they were beating him with a Bible too. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast, uh, this is probably a bigger deal for you than me, uh, Jordan. Yeah, this is why I kissed his ring as yeah. soon as he came to the studio. Yeah, uh, uh, but I'm also, I'm pretty amped about it too, because uh, joining us now, uh, you know, the, the young pope, uh, the, the liberal pope, the reformer pope, Pope Francis. Hello, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. Thank you for having me on this beautiful, you. blessed podcast. Yes. Thank you. Oh, Your thank eminence. you so much. You. He said it's he said it's blessed. That means it counts. I bless this yeah, podcast this in the name oh, in wow. Jesus' name. I don't oh, have to go to mass this tomorrow. Podcast, amen. Score. Maybe I will now. <laughs> you should go to mass tomorrow. Yeah. Fill your heart with Jesus' love. Uh, I think when, when we heard that this was a possibility, all of our hearts leapt because we love the idea of having you on as a guest. But usually, you know, because we're technically a sports podcast, we can't. We don't you know, get big name guests like yourself. We get people who are in the sports space. Well, a we lot. get big name uh, guests, yes. yeah. But usually we need an intersect. So we found out that apparently uh, you're putting together a Vatican City track and field team yes, to compete we, in the Olympics. We wanted to represent ourselves in the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, and we figured what better place to promote this than the most popular podcast <laughs> in the sporting world. The Sports, Sports, Sports Podcast. Abs- absolutely, um, yeah, Comedy Podcast Network. <laughs> yeah. That means uh, so uh, much. That means so, yeah. so much. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, and, and yeah, and it's just so great to have you. But could you tell us just a little bit about, boy, what's the genesis of this track and field team? And what are you looking forward to about uh, competing? Yeah, how did you, you know, get this idea? What happened here? Uh, our mission is to spread Jesus' love all around the globe mm. and... The Olympics is a time where everybody comes together and competes on the field of sport and to be able to represent us in the field of sport uh, against other countries will show that we rule and they drool. <laughs> okay. Well, didn't didn't see oh. didn't see that coming yes. there. That's they will show they, that they, they, they drool for lack of 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 uh, of God. In no, their lives. in Jesus's name, we'll make them look like little bitches. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Uh, uh, that's okay. Boy, this is uh, you know, I've heard about European sports fans before. Yeah, yeah. Oh, our, our track and field team has now been blessed and ordained by God and Jesus, uh, and. 
don't worry, we're not going to go after America right away because I realize you have a bunch of steroid ogres who compete for you. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's pump the brakes. We're going to continue working our way Don't up. Don't call them ogres. They're uh, perfectly wonderful people. The, we, <laughs> just steroids. like the missionaries will start with smaller countries, uh, okay. uh, kick their ass, and then we'll work our way up <laughs> so that the, our Olympic team in 100 years will then dominate the entire globe. Seems uh, unlikely. I mean, for the last 100 years... Our Olympic team has dominated the entire globe. So, but what do you mean by starting starting small? Like the Olympic trials, the countries you're going to compete against, no, that I'll, sort of thing? I'll give you an example. So okay. we were putting together the track and field team, and we've got a very good shot putter. His mm. name is Car- uh, Cardinal Johansson. <laughs> and, and he's a cardinal, huh? He's a cardinal. Yeah. Wow. But we told him, hey, you can stop being a cardinal for a little bit. <laughs> So you could really start throwing the shot, put that in the day. I have a quick question. Was he uh, possibly an exceptional Swedish shot putter prior to exceptional being ordained as a Swedish. cardinal? <laughs> but now he lives in the Vatican, and that is technically, according to the <laughs> Olympic rules, he can play for us. Would he have been ordained as a cardinal were he not so good at shot put? I'm not even sure he would have gone <laughs> to heaven if he wasn't ordained as <laughs> shot put. But now he is, and that is a hell of he, a he bargaining chip. Yes, Senator to Cardinal, just like that. It's an incredible w- pitch to yeah. get people. But Cardinal, I imagine sitting on living room couches with uh, with shot putters' mothers is a lot easier when you have the full weight of the oh, Lord so behind true. you. I don't know if you know this, but uh, San Marino also has a pretty good shot putter. Okay. Really? And yeah, Car- I did not know that. Cardinal Johansson is going to throw the shot put further than him and then call him a little baby-armed bitch to his face <laughs> and then spit on him and call him a dirt weasel. Wow. That's, wow. That doesn't Why? in Jesus' name. Well, no, let me, let me stop you right Amen. there. Uh, two things, uh, Your Eminence. Is one is that, well, that does not sound very Christian, but two, it seems even outside of that, that doesn't seem within the spirit of the Olympics. The, the Olympic spirit is one of competitiveness, certainly, very but that we're all the same in kind of sportsmanship, yeah, I think, sportsmanship. is an integral part of the Olympics. I, I think Olympics, I think of that guy in Barcelona who, like, you know, hurt his leg and then his dad helped him because he was trying yeah. to finish, you know, like... It's about feel good story yeah. Pope Francis so I learned all about uh, sports and the importance of the Olympics from uh, internet forums oh, oh no uh, oh you shouldn't how, learn anything so now from I internet. know you should really not read anything about Catholicism and internet when forums we, when we no I I was just sticking to sports I already know enough about Catholicism yeah good <laughs> stick with that but uh one another thing I learned is when we see uh, the team uh, from uh, from Trinidad, right? And we okay. compete Trinidad? against them and we run faster than them. We'll say, uh, "Go fuck yourself." Uh, but Tobago's cool. Oh. <laughs> wow, that's biting. That's <laughs> Trinidad's not going to like that at all. No, yeah, they're not. But that's we're getting in their mental space, and it's important. <laughs> To get into their heads, it's it's and interesting then, that I, I mean I don't think once they once we defeat them out in the field of sport and they'll say you're right Jesus really is the way. <laughs> I gotta say I do not think, with the exception of Vladimir Putin, 
that any of Putin. the Putin, any of the the world leaders are like actively participating in the planning of trash talking by no, their Olympic no, athletes. No, you, you know I don't condone Vladimir Putin or the war in Syria or children going hungry. But what I do condone is Liechtenstein going back to their hotel room in the Olympic Village and crying like little pussies <laughs> when we defeat them in the field of sport. And so I've noticed a trend here. It seems like you've selected specifically similarly sized small countries <laughs> yeah. that you've kind of chosen to take on I don't on know here. if you remember how Catholicism spread across the world, but that's kind of our gig, man. <laughs> Okay, okay, I, I can get that. I can get behind that. In, in fairness, I don't think you remember how Catholicism <laughs> spread around the world. Do you have but, a lot of listeners in Bermuda? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I've, I've, well, I've got a message for Bermuda. Do you mind um, if I just give please, a message well, for Bermuda? I mean, okay, by all means. I saw videos online of a lot of people running and training in Bermuda who are the very good uh, kind of public interest stories of runners trying to make it to the Olympics. Mm -hmm. And to that I say, delete your account. <laughs> wow. You little bitches. To the, to, to the good people of Bermuda, please don't. Please, if this is your the, first the time listening to the Paul podcast, Francis, do yeah. not reflect do the not views reflect of the sports, the or sports podcast. podcast. Don't even try to take on the Vatican. We've got Jesus, and you've got your podunk little cloth shoes. <laughs> I think Bermuda's track team is pretty good. Not as good as Cardinal Rigamarole. <laughs> and who is, is, he's going to be the star of the track team? Yes. Yeah. I will say, I can't identify where Cardinal Rigamarole is from, just from the name. But. Oh, uh, it's Usain Bolt. We just renamed him. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that tried Usain to Bolt was people. Catholic. He wasn't, but then we said he could live in a gold house <laughs> in Vatican City. Who's going to pass that up? Uh, is it possible that you have a lot of ringers? Everybody who's a child of God and is can run a 100-meter dash faster than anyone in the world can be accepted into the kingdom of heaven. 100 meter dash. I was talking about all the bells in Vatican City. <laughs> Joel. <laughs> are you going to try out for the Olympics this year? <laughs> no, I, I don't think don't, I am. Don't even try. <laughs> we will defeat you soundly. Yeah, and I, you know, everybody we defeat who does not accept us as the one true Olympics team <laughs> will spend eternity in flames. That seems really. I mean, I mean, Bur burning in hell. If you didn't catch my drift, <laughs> yeah, no, we right. we got the threat. Flames that burn, but do not Flames consume. That burn, but do not consume. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess. I guess I'm a little worried because it, it it's there's going to be a lot of people. I mean, sure, plenty of people would root for the Vatican. Maybe it's a feel good story, but yeah. you know, America has a really good team. A lot of people root it for America. For the Fighting Irish here, yeah. <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, Russia historically has a good team. China has a good team. You know, places with a large population, generally speaking, do very yeah. well at the Olympics. And I, I guess I'm a little worried about the heaven thing because I'm, you know, I'm pretty high on Team USA. Oh, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> The devil tempts in many ways, Jordan. Wait a second. Are you telling Jordan right now that he's and condemned to hell if he doesn't root for the Vatican City? This would be terrible news. If when you cheer against God, then you cheer for your own damnation. 
Well, I'm not. Hey, I'm, hey, hey, Jordan. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to jump on that as the American non Catholic here. If you root for Europe over the United States in the Olympics, it's going to be a different kind of hell, but you're definitely going there. I don't, I don't know if Would I'm going to. Would you rather have hell on earth or an eternity of hell in the afterlife? I guess is the question. I don't know. Yeah, afterlife, that's a very long time. Eternity is a very more, long time. Yeah, who do you then think is going to be more I, creative in their construction of hell? I brought you a little cloth pennant that says, Go Vatican. We'll be excited. Actually, you to wave I, don't, I will put that on. I will, I'm going to take put I'm that on. You don't you wear, already switched you don't to the wear Rams. a pennant. <laughs> I'm going to put it up bridge on the wall too far. Studio. I think it's a nice little thing for that. will go by the Mike Trout figurine we have here. Oh, that's right. I go will expect Vatican. you to paint your shirtless bellies with the word Vatican on it. <laughs> For well, the next I might just do like a cross on the back. We'll just have to find cool. like 15 friends. As long as the cross is in sight of the cameras. Oh, I'll do like I'll do like a Vatican on the front, cross on the I back. I like it. That's pretty great. And we've got some cheers. Do you want to hear our cheer? <laughs> sure, sure. Cheers. We have a few moments to hear your cheers. The cheer is Vatican, Vatican. You better cheer for us, Vatican, Vatican. Don't burn in hell. <laughs> That's not is it is that more catchy maybe in Italian yeah. or Latin because yes. that doesn't it okay. rhymes in the Latin translation. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Cuz I really I really I heard us and I really thought you were going to rhyme with Jesus and then you, you that just was, didn't. That's more of a slant rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, thank thank you very much, Pope Francis. It was a Frank. pleasure yeah. to be here and just one more quick word to uh uh the Westphalia out there. Westphalia. Oh, okay, yeah. You're going down, motherfuckers. That was quick. Yeah. All right. Um, you heard it from the Pope. You're going down, motherfuckers. Uh, thanks again, and goodbye. God bless. And now it's time for another wide world of weird sports. Oh, it's wide world sports. I really love wide world sports. Wide world weird sports. What do we got this week? This week's wide world weird sports: football hooliganism. Ooh. Now, to be, to be clear, this is soccer hooliganism. Yeah, yeah. soccer hooliganism. Or football. And I want to set the table for this because this is going to be a multi-part series. This yeah. is... I, I believe before we started recording, you described it as your planet Earth. This is my planet Earth. Yeah, so we're okay. going to go territory by territory yeah. and explain kind of a best of of football hooliganism events okay. in different countries. So just to set the table, football hooliganism, football hooliganism is a term used to describe disorderly, violent, or destructive behavior perpetrated by spectators at an association football event. Okay. It has to be league. <laughs> no, uh, football hooliganism normally involves conflict between gangs. In English, known as football firms... <laughs> oh god. Sounds far more professional. They just they have inappropriate word shifts for fucking everything. Yeah. Firms formed for the purpose of intimidating and physically attacking supporters of the other teams. Oh god. Other English language terms commonly used in connection to hooligan firms include army, boys, casuals, and crew. Casuals? Yeah. It's pretty like cool. A dating service. The cool. Chelsea Casuals. <laughs> All right. Hey, go cookies, you the casuals. <laughs> Certain clubs have longstanding rivalries with other clubs and hooliganism associated with the matches between them, sometimes called local derbies, is likely to be more severe. Oh. Yeah. Conflict may take place before, during, or after the matches. Participants uh, to participants are Wait, often select during? locations. Yeah. 
not the best fans. I well, yeah, in the stands. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, participants often select locations away from the stadiums to avoid arrest by the police, but conflict can also erupt spontaneously, you know, for fun inside <laughs> yeah. a stadium or surrounding streets. Just let it happen. Yep. Yeah. You don't want every single time you do it to be like a planned, structured thing. Sometimes you want to just, you know. Spice it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to skip around because I don't want to spend too much time on this stuff, but hooligan-led violence has been called aggro, short for aggravation, and and bother, which is the Cockney pronunciation of bother. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we're going to have a bit of a bother. It's pretty cool. Hooligans uh, who have time and money may follow national teams to away message and gain hooligan behavior against hooligans of the home team. You know, those rich soccer hooligans. <laughs> right, right. So you guys get the idea, right? Yeah. This is so... I'm not going to go through the causes, the subculture, anti-hooligan measures. We don't care about that. What we want maybe is we some examples. Maybe we can tack them the front of a, of a later one. Yeah. There we go. Maybe. Uh, so I'll give you guys the choice. We've got, uh, do you want to hear about a, a hooliganism in France, Germany, Greece, or Hungary? Let's start with France. Let's start with okay. the France. Oh, a baguette. All right. <laughs> Football hooliganism in France is often rooted in social conflict, including racial tension. Mm. Yep. In the 1990s, fans of Paris Saint-Germain fought with supporters from Belgium, England, Germany, Italy, and Scotland. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's a long-standing north-south France versus all. Yeah. France versus right? all. This is the great part. There's Said a long-standing... No one ever. They really... <laughs> yeah. There's a long-standing... What happened the last time you took on everyone? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. There's a long-standing north-south rivalry between PSG, representing Paris, and Olympique de Marseille, representing the south of France, which mm-hmm. has encouraged authorities to be extremely mobilized during games between the two teams. So where where is that Marseille? I'm, I'm assuming it's in Marseille. Marseille. Yeah. yeah, I would yeah. guess so. Not uh, Vichy, you know, don't right. want to repeat that one. <laughs> yeah. On May 24th, 2001, never forget, 50 people were injured when fighting broke out in a match between PSG and Turkish club Galatasaray at the Parc des Princes Stadium. PSG was initially given a record $571,000 fine, what was reduced on appeal to 114000 uh, and Galastere initially fined 114000 but two eventually reduced it to 28000 hmm. Not bad. Yeah. On May 2001, six PSG fans from Supporters Club were arrested and charged with assault, carrying weapons, throwing items on the pitch, and racism. <laughs> Gonna arrest someone for racism. That's just, that's, that's just like against the law? Uh, yeah, I know. Like 28% of America would be arrested if we had that against that's the law. That's just against the law in France? <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? I think it's possible that they're not uh, they're not applying that law uniformly across right. all of society. As they would say in the Cockney slang, you're racist, you're going to be in a bit of Barney. <laughs> you know, Barney Rubble. Barney Rubble. Yeah, Trouble. Rubble. Yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> the six were alleged to have deliberately entered a part of the Parc des Princes Stadium where French fans of Turkish origin were standing in order to attack them. <laughs> The six were banned from all football stadiums for the duration of their trial. Now they're probably able to go back into football stadiums. Yeah, well, well they had yeah. their day in court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. You uh, can't stop people from going to football games just because they bring weapons to try and assault <laughs> other fans, right? On November twenty fourth, two thousand six, never forget, a PSG fan was shot and killed by police. And another seriously injured during fighting between PSG fans and police. I thought this was going to be like 
the policeman took off his helmet. He was the Marseille guy. Right, exactly. I knew it. He's like, nope, I don't hurt too. Just a fucking pig. <laughs> right? Uh, but the violence occurred after PSG lost 4-2 to to Israeli club Hapel de la Vive at the Parc des Princes in the oh. UAFA Cup match. Oh, France well, is really you know anti-Semitic. Is. Oh, that's really, not good. That's really rough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. PSG fans chased a fan from Hapel Tel Aviv shouting racist and anti-Semitic slogans. No. Oh. I thought you were going to say shouting Racist, you're racist. Right, like they yeah. were like admonishing you them. Are Not racist. like us yeah. here in France. We have laws against that. <laughs> right. A plainclothes police officer who tried to protect the Hopatel fan was attacked, and in the chaos, chaos, one fan was shot dead and another seriously injured Whoa. because they were like, you're trying to protect you, I'm going to beat you. And they're like, yeah. I'm the police officer, I'm going to shoot you. And they're like, no, you're not. And like, well, ah. It said plainclothes police officer. They didn't realize it was a police officer probably. They just thought it was some Jew-loving bystander who Oof. wanted to stop them from committing a violent Please act. don't clip that and make Joel look bad because that would be a tough one. In response, the French interior minister, Nicola, Nicola Sarkozy, held a meeting with the president of the French Football League, Frédéric Thierriez, to discuss racism in football. (laughs) The director general of the French police, Michael Gaudin, insisted that measures against football hooliganism has reduced racist incidents to six that season from 19 the previous season. That's in the right direction. Major improvement. It's getting better. It's getting better all the time. Gaudin also stated that 300 known hooligans could be banned from matches. They've got like a, a murderer's row of hooligans with <laughs> yeah. wanted posters. Like the detective's office has like the chart of hooligans, like head hooligan, right. yeah. sub hooligans. And they're like, they're all white guys with shaved heads. How do I tell the difference? <laughs> that d- does raise the question, are there known hooligans who are still allowed to be back in the soccer matches? Right. He's a milder hooligan. <laughs> yeah, are they not stopping all known hooligans? That seems like you you just... You'll that. love this. The fan that was shot was linked with the baloney boys. <laughs> Or the Balone Boys, I guess? A group of fans who modeled themselves on British hooligans in the 1980s. They're like oh, a gang yeah. of those, hooligans. Yeah. Those retro hooligans. The yeah. group's name comes hooligans from Copper really Balone. Used to be, yeah. yeah, which is one of the two main home fan stands at the Parc des Princes. So they're like, their gang territory is just one area of stands in their <laughs> stadium. And they're like, we're the Baloney Boys. <laughs> We're just like British hooligans, right? No, no, you're not. They're hipster hooligans. They're trying to be. It yeah, exactly. Like. What are you selling? Salami. What stands are you working? Oh, those ones up near the top? Oh, no, dude. Don't yeah. do not going to like you. You're uh, serving cured meats. There's only one thing that'll make them happy. Well, there was also, just to speed through because we're running out of time in France, January 4th, 2006, two Arab youths were punched and kicked by white fans during a match. Uh, they were on uh, June 8th, 11th, 2016. Uh, Marseille uh, was uh, going up against Russia. Did not end well. Uh, and not only that, the match didn't end well. It was a tie, one-to-one. Uh, and on April 16, 2017, oop, look out for SC Bastia, who uh, one of the supporters of Bastia invaded the pitch in an attempt to fight Leonidas players, and they had to postpone the match. Because the to, gang ran out on the field. To oh. fight the players. Yeah. I'm beginning to get Now the that's sense a that, hooligan. Yeah, I'm beginning to get the sense that a lot of this series is going to feature a lot of racism. And that brings it into another wide world of weird sports. Oh, sometimes we have to look out for the racial inequities of the world because sports, sports, sports <laughs> podcasts, a very serious podcast, kind of like Vice. 
citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close another sports. Sports? Sports. Podcast. Before we go, we'd like to bring back on Pope Francis to give you our contact information. I'm glad I could continue to hang around to do this promotional activity for the most popular sports podcast in the world. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's very nice of you to say. You can find us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash sports the number three podcast. That's twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. While you're there, make sure to let Monaco know that they're a bunch of wobbly-legged little bitches. <laughs> or you can find uh, more content on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. That's facebook.com slash sports number three podcast at Andorra. Don't uh, even teach your kids to walk because they'll never be as fast as us. <laughs> Or you can find all of our back episodes at SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. There you can listen to some sick beats. Just like we will beat every one of those sick countries at the Olympics. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. What's a porg? Bye, Joel. <laughs> <laughs>